This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. is your host, Darren Hood. Thank you for joining me on today. And as always, a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the very first time. Just by way of just a little bit of a, an orientation. Uh, some of you, again, you might be listening for the first time. What is this podcast about? A, a lot of people will tap into resources and they will draw certain conclusions the whole time and not really knowing what it is that you can expect. How about I give you a little bit of a uh, of an intro today for, for the podcast. My name is Darren Hood. I have been practicing UX, what we know now to be UX since 1995. I designed my first website in 95. I conducted what we eventually called usability tests. I focused on making sure we had sound information architecture. I made sure to apply what I knew then to be good interaction design principles. I designed interfaces. I would conduct surveys. I, I did all types of research, not knowing what it entailed, not knowing what it would eventually be called. And so that's where we find ourselves today. Fast forward from 1995 to 2021. And here I am with several years of experience in the field. And I, I got to say this, I was talking to someone earlier uh, today uh, about how that I don't talk to be heard. Uh, it's important that you know that and listen to the podcast. This is not a work of self-promotion. I'm not here to make a name for myself. I'm one of those kind of people. I feel that when you have accomplished certain things in a given arena, when you've done certain things, when you bring something to the table, that it is good to give back to that arena. UX has been good to me. I, I've met a lot of great people. I've been involved in a lot of fantastic projects. Uh, I've been I've been pretty pretty um, fortunate, really, to 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 accomplish what I've accomplished and to see what I have seen. And so I love giving back to the UX community. I love helping to build the UXers of tomorrow, which is one of the reasons why, in addition to what I do in the day. I am a uh, an adjunct professor at two universities with more on the horizon where I'm helping to build those UXers of tomorrow. I'm answering questions. I'm, I'm helping to point people in the right direction. And that's part of where we're going to be going with this two-week topic that we're going to be covering today. This podcast, The World of UX, that's a little bit about me. The World of UX podcast is focused on talking about the world of UX. Any and everything that is connected to this discipline, we are liable to cover on this show. We will talk about the discipline itself. We'll spend time from time to time talking about the how-tos, though there's plenty of that, so we won't talk about a whole lot of that because you can get the how-tos almost anywhere. 
What's going on in the job market? How can you best prepare for it? How can you transition into UX? What types of pitfalls do you need to be on the lookout for? What are the trends? Folks, we talk about anything associated with the discipline of user experience today. So basically speaking, everything is fair game. So we are not politically correct, nor do we strive to be. And I know and understand that one truly cannot be politically correct and thrive as a user experience professional because there are too many times we have to be the voice of reason. There are too many times we have to push back. There are too many times we have to say that thing that nobody wants to hear, but it's for the good of the practice. It's for the good of the business. It's for the good of the stakeholders. It's for the good of the users. It just helps everyone when we can say what needs to be said and point people in the direction that they need to be pointed in. So on the world of UX, we will talk about all of those things. We will not withhold anything because somebody won't like it. We will not pull back on some of the content because it won't be popular. We're not going to refrain from saying something because somebody's feelings might get hurt. Sometimes your feelings need to get hurt. <laughs> frankly, and, and I'm not saying that we make people feel bad on purpose or anything like that, but uh, I had a conversation with someone on LinkedIn just the other day, and somebody said, what you said really stung, and I wrote back and I said, it's good that you can be stung, at least, you, at least you're sensitive, at least you can, you can feel it, at least you can understand it, because some people don't, they're, they're dead to it, so, and it is important, very critical that we're honest with ourselves, that we're honest about the discipline, because if we're not, we can't grow. If we're not, we don't benefit others. So that's just a little introduction to the podcast. So if you're here for someone to make you feel good, uh, I by no means am going to promise you anything of that sort, because if I make you feel good, it's not because I'm trying to, it's because you heard something that you know is going to help you and build you up. So just a quick little introduction and sort of just showing you my I'm not politically correct side at the same time. But that said, we're going to dive into, as I mentioned, it's going to take us two weeks to cover this. I, I would love for it to be one week. I don't think that's possible. So we're going to uh, space this out over two weeks. We'll find a good breaking point and then we'll pick up again next week. But the topic for this week and next is the UX Bootcamp Brouhaha. And as a subtopic, what's the problem with UX boot camps? Uh, and, and this came about because of some interactions that I had with different people in the social media world, some different conversations that came up and questions that just are always being asked. And it's, all, it's almost like someone will present the question and it's like they didn't hear when you just talked about this two days ago. So you end up revisiting and revisiting and revisiting. And, and, and something that someone said the other day, it, it just, uh, it just, it resonated. It, it was something that really made the hair on the back of my neck stand up, so to speak. It's something that I'm really concerned about. And so, you know what? Let's put this out there for everybody to see. You want to know where I stand on UX boot camps? Well, you're about to find out. And so, again, we're going to talk about the UX boot camp brouhaha. And for a subtopic, what's the problem with UX boot camps? And so this topic has come to the forefront because of some things that happen. So why don't I share that story with you a little bit? 
we were having a conversation on LinkedIn. Some of you out there who are listening might even be familiar with it. The person I was having the conversation with might might be listening. And the person was saying, you know, a boot camp is a good place for a person to start to learn about the discipline. And I'm thinking, no. Um, and I could think about a lot of metaphorical <laughs> type of things start coming to mind um, because it's interesting that people will say that a boot camp, and I'm going to lay all these things out for you. It's funny that they'll say that because if you do the same thing in another area of life, nobody wants to do it. When you do the equivalent of, of I mean, do you realize people say that a, a boot camp is a great place to start, but you can get the same start, if not better, just by reading some books, some good books, not just books, good books. You can get the same quote unquote start just by, you know, taking some classes on Coursera. That's a start and and not every class because a lot of the MOOC classes that we've talked about before, uh, it's not really a sound experience. There, there are a few that might work, but not, not all. And definitely MOOCs across the board are not going to give you that same, that same thing. In other words, you don't really have, other than paying for a book, you don't have to shell out thousands of dollars if all you're trying to do is get a start. You can do searches on Google and get a start. So you don't have to spend dollars $15,000, $25,000. I've heard some people pay as much as that to get a UX bootcamp education only to get what you're about to hear in this episode this week and next week. You can get the same start just by paying a monthly fee to the Interactive Design Foundation and then at your own pace, tapping into what I still feel are some of the best learning resources that are available on the internet. The design thinking aside, the rest of it is good stuff. It's been great for years. It's the same stuff. It's still good and good UX knowledge resources, they stand the test of time. They, it, it doesn't go stale. So you can study something that was written. You can study Jesse James Garrett's uh, book about user experience from 2002, 2003, and still it will still help you today. You can read Jacob Nielsen's old book about homepage usability, Change My Life. The stuff is still valid today. You can read Christina Watke's book about information architecture that was written in the early 2000s and the information still rings true today. So good old classic UX books are still worth their weight in gold, so to speak, as, as we like to say. Another example, you can find some trusty, trustworthy, I should say, videos on YouTube because there's a lot of bad ones. Misinformation is everywhere, just waiting. It's like spiders and webs and Everywhere you go, there's something that people need to ignore, but there are some content that's great if you're just looking to get started. And of course, you can't beat being connected to somebody who's well-versed in the discipline, who's willing to share what they know and to build that mentor-mentee relationship, and it will cost you nothing to do that. Someone said that they got more out of listening to myself, Debbie Levitt, and Dr. Nick Fine than they got in all the time that they went through a boot camp. And again, we're gonna, we've got itemized information for you. So I'm just giving you a little bit of this up front. You can't 
You don't have to pay a whole bunch of money to get started. And you surely don't have to go to a questionable source to get started. So keep that in mind. And there are people who found this out the hard way and will tell you, I wish I had heard what Darren said before I signed up. Yeah, lighten your pocket by seven to $25,000 because of it. And then when you find out that the same information they're presenting in the class is available by do, just doing a search here and there on the internet, uh, then you should really feel bad after that. You've wasted money. And we've all made bad decisions at some time. And, and, and thankfully, we lived through it. Thank God we were able to, to, to rebound. But everybody doesn't get to do that. And a lot of people, as you're going to find out when it comes to going through UX boot camps, they don't. And I'm going to share with you some of the things that happen. So as we dive into this topic today, please know and understand we're only focusing on UX boot camps. I'm not going to talk about, nor am I going to evaluate any other resources, any other knowledge base uh, places where we will will look to to get a knowledge download because some people, it's interesting, people, it's funny, UX people, people who have UX titles can't keep a straight conversation. They can't, they can't stay on topic. If you bring up a topic, they'll go somewhere else and then they'll start responding to what they said in response to you and think that they're having a conversation with you, but they're actually having a conversation with themselves. So that, I see that happening. I'm going, oh, wow. No, no. We're talking about boot camps. Do not interject other things or you will not be able to digest. Matter of fact, if you if you interject other thoughts, it will make you cognitively blind. You will not be able to hear what we're saying. And if, you, and if you're going to have an academic mindset, you at least need to hear this and examine it, not from your perspective, but from the perspective that's being presented to you, look at the truth of the thing and then go from there. So you're ready for some factoids? All right, let, let's dive in. Now, first, what is a UX bootcamp? Now, basically, a UX bootcamp is a place, uh, that's the phrase that's used. There are other types of bootcamps, which is why I take the time to mention a UX bootcamp. There are programming bootcamps or developer bootcamps. Those are fantastic places for boot camps. And I know like Grand Circus, I've been teaching at Grand Circus now for going on eight years. And it's, it's great for people who are learning that, but programming is a finite science. You can have a boot camp for a finite science. You can't have a boot camp for an infinite science. Things don't work that way. It's, it's, it's a different form factor. You're putting a square peg in a round hole when you're trying to apply the principles from a developer boot camp to that of a UX bootcamp. So let's keep that in mind, but that's it. A UX bootcamp is, is really, is structured for you to come and really de- supposedly to deep dive a topic and to do it within a set, usually a short amount of time. And the goal is to build some level of expertise in the time that's allotted to go through this course, this, these workshops, whatever it might be. And boot camps, a lot of times are going to be anywhere from three to six or nine months. It depends upon where you go, what, what the, what the model is. They, they do vary from time to time, but they pretty much, no matter how long they all promise you the same things. And again, UX is an infinite science. You're not going to cover all of UX. You're not even going to get a true start because UX is so broad 
that when you try to address it, it, it I mean, you could take nine months just focusing on one part of UX. And that would be a better start. Matter of fact, if they did that, it might be better off. Like we know Curiosity Tank over with Michelle Ronson, phenomenal work that they're doing. It sort of kind of has a format that would remind you of a boot camp, but guess what? All they're focusing on is UX research. That's all they're doing. So over that time, you're able to develop a strong foundation for research, not trying to spread it across all 120, 125 methods, methodologies, techniques, deliverables, and artifacts that you'll find in the world of UX. You're not covering that in three, six, or nine months. There was one that claimed that they would teach you what you needed to know about UX in nine days. You can't get you can't get it in nine months. How are you going to get it in nine days? And then people go through these classes. They're unsuspecting. This is one of the other problems with them. They, they're unsuspecting, so they, they want to learn so bad. They just believe these people. These people are getting paid. These people are, are making money off of you. These people are paying their bills because they're able to sell a bill of goods to people that because they're so, so gung-ho to get this thing done, they have no filter. There is no critical thinking. When they said that we promised that you'll get a job when you graduate, people see job, 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 and they just focus on that. So there is no critical thinking. Nobody can promise you a job. So, so there's a problem. So at any rate, I'm sort of getting ahead of myself a little bit. So a boot camp, the mindset is you come in, you focus, you learn, short period of time, and they churn out somebody that is supposed to be ready to work in the field. And uh, frankly, all you have to do when you see all the companies that are boasting about hiring boot camp grads, go and look at the user experiences that you're getting from those places that are boasting about hiring boot camp grads and that gives you an idea of what's being churned out over there. So this is just really cut and dry. I don't think I've ever been this cut and dry on this show, but it needs it today because boot camps are doing people in. They're doing a major number and it's a huge smoke screen. So at any rate, here's one of the issues. There is no barrier of entry with boot camps. When you go to a four-year institution, there is a barrier of entry. You have to go through the admission process. That's going to weed some people out because they either don't want to pay the money to go through the admission process or they don't want to fill out the form. So they're really lazy. So that weeds them out. Then you have to compete to get into most schools. So the fact that you applied is not a guarantee. Now, we're talking about the, the institution. We're not talking about for-profit institutions because the vast majority, if not all for-profit universities and colleges will let you in no matter what. But basically speaking, there is a competition. You, you 100 people apply, there's only 30 seats, only 30 people get in. That's not happening at the boot camps. You have money, we'll enroll. So they don't check to make sure that you're a match for the program. If you have the money, you are a match. That's all it takes. That's not a good way to go, and that's not a good way to structure the learning experience or the academic experience, if you will. So no barrier of entry. 
Um, the discipline itself has personality requirements. Only people who have certain types of traits are a perfect match for working in UX. And ironically, a lot of people that go through the boot camps and then they complain because they can't get a job, which is something that you should have known that it was rough before you even went to class, before you signed the form, before you gave them one red cent, you should have known that it was going to be tough when it comes to getting that first job. So now they're starting to demonstrate they weren't really ready from a personality perspective. There's no patience. There's no fortitude. There's no commitment. And, and those are things you need to have if you're going to be successful in UX. So no barrier of entry. That's a problem with boot camps. Empty promises. And we sort of started talking about this a little earlier when I started to get ahead of myself a tad there. But three things come to mind. They promise people jobs. You can't. Nobody can. They promise that you'll be ready to enter the work, the work, uh, working world for UX. And, and I'll throw the third one in here. They promise you that you'll be qualified. A lot of people, when they graduate from boot camps, are not qualified. Everybody who graduates from a four-year university or, or from a master's program in UX, they're not ready to start work. You're not ready if you're only going to be there for three to nine months, nine days. Really? I said this on another episode and I'll say it again today. Going into UX, getting a job in UX is not like getting a job at a fast food restaurant where anybody can come in and do the work. Anybody's qualified. You don't have to prep. And people are saying that anybody can do design work and anybody can do UX. And now they're trying to fulfill that and trying to turn the discipline into and anybody can do it. This is like someone said something, had a fantastic conversation. Shout out to you, Liz. She knows who she is. Phenomenal conversation that I had earlier today. She said that, for example, people will say UX, UI, and they combine it. They combine the two. UX, UI are not combined. They're not interchangeable. What she said was that I just, I said, Liz, I want to use this. That's fantastic. Thinking that UX and UI are the same is thinking that a medical generalist can perform surgery. Isn't that a wonderful metaphor? You, everybody knows something and they bring something to the table, but you're not ready to go and do surgery. You don't have the skill. You don't have the knowledge base. You don't have the acumen. It's different. The acumen to do full-blown UX work is completely different than UI. And someone who's who has been... Uh, gone through university is way more prepared than someone who's gone through a boot camp. So, you know, it's, it's apples to oranges. So I just had to throw that out there. So the empty promises, not a good thing. And it is common. They all thrive on it. And they don't tell you, this is one that wasn't on my list. They tell you what you want to hear. And then they don't tell you what you don't want to hear. And in the process, they're basically deceiving you. Why hide anything? Be transparent. You can't even look at the curriculum a lot of times because it's hidden. You have to give them data in order to see the curriculum. Why are they hiding it? Don't hide anything. It's really it's really bad, but it's a sign, and people don't know. There's your caveat emptor. People need to be aware of the fact that this is not going to be a good thing if you do it, but they do it anyway because they believe that other people said it was it was good or they believe some of the some of the hype out there in the world and hype is never a good thing. There's always danger behind hype. 
Another one of the things they do is there's a lot of curated content. They they really and and not that curated content is bad. It's just that they're not really building anything. They're 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 tapping into all these existing sources. And when I said that you could actually do searches on the internet and get the same information, that's what I'm referring to. If you're going to teach me something based on things you've curated, things you've gone on the web and found, can I go on the web and find that myself? I do believe so. So if I can go on the web and find it myself, why do I need to give you fifteen, twenty thousand dollars? Why? So I don't have to do the search? That that's a bit ridiculous. So there's a lot of curated content. And I know for a fact that they don't give credit where they get some of that content from. I have seen, I will leave names out of this, but I have seen instances where some information that was presented in a boot camp was taken from someone else. The text was extracted, the visuals were changed, but the content actually came from someone else. It was stolen. How about that? So you're you're learning from a plagiaristic resource. <laughs> How about that today? You're learning from a plagiaristic resource. So not a good thing. And then we're gonna we're gonna run out of time. We're gonna we're gonna uh, choose our our uh, stop point here today. This is the last one. But boot camps are notorious for using unqualified teachers. Do they have some that are qualified? Yes, they do. But the mere fact that they will take someone who graduated on Thursday and have them teach the new class that starts on Tuesday is grossly unethical. Why are people who know nothing teaching the class? Why are people who have no, no actual working knowledge in the field teaching a class? And that's part of the promising you a job because they give you a job. Folks, that's unethical. So you want to know what the problem is with UX boot camps? You want to know what all the brouhaha is? Well, I'm giving you the skinny on it. And a lot of people are going to be upset about this, but don't be upset because the sky is blue. Don't be upset because we need oxygen in order to breathe. Don't be upset because the tires need to be round. These things are all things we should know. And if we all would come into alignment, you would see UX take off. Instead, UX suffers tremendously because misinformation is so rampant. And one place where misinformation does not belong, the last place it should be, is in a place of education. But that's all the time that we have for today. We're going to need to sign off slightly extended on today, but we will wrap this topic up next week. I've got a laundry list to, to finish covering with you, but thanks for joining me again on today. Um, this is Darren Hood, the host of The World of UX, signing off. Happy UXing, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.